All right. Hey. All right. Hey, welcome back. We back. My turn to say we finally. I mean, I can say when I say we finally back, we finally, finally back. Um, we've been delivering it. We've been promising it for a little while. Now we're ready to deliver back with a new episode of the sports scenario. Um, for those that have been hanging with us for a little while, you know me. I'm Matt Whitener. I'm your host on this one. However, I'm joined on the co-pilot seat to keep things as uh, spicy as possible. What's up, my brother? What's going on? I'm, I'm only here for uh, Antonio Brown. So I, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be on a sports scenario. So so, so <laughs> I, I felt like with some of the things that's happening in the world, it was the right time. We were bringing the show back anyway here at the top of the year. We said that. I knew that was going to be happening. It'll be back on a regular basis here. But um, it got real, real spicy in the first, what, three days, four days of the year here. And uh, I, I had to go get Daryl for it, man. So um, I was waiting for I'm a capital not, riot to happen. Like I'm looking yeah. at the, looking at the calendar, like what's left, what's next. We 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 got a lot going on, man. So we got a hell of a show for you here with this. Um, you know, before we get in too far, man. First of all, I'm gonna talk about this a couple of times. We're gonna hit it again. Hey, shout out to everybody who's got started over on the SOLC Sports and Culture Culture page over on Facebook, having a lot of great conversations over there. If you're not a part of that yet, come through. You'll get a lot of exclusive content from SOLC over there on, on the sports leaning tip, whether it's analysis, whether it's commentary, whatever it may be. We got a lot coming for you exclusive over there. We're not leaving that group open forever either. So if you want to get in there and get a part of the everyday conversation again on Facebook, SOLC Sports and Culture, send send the request. We'll get you in the mix. Yeah, shout out to everybody in there. Brothers is getting active in there. Brothers, I don't even see on their timelines normally. Is <laughs> over there talking, so that's, I'm good with that. Yeah, man, it's love. It's love. So, um, so yeah, we are touching on a couple of different things here, man. It's been a while since we got did did one dedicated purely to sports. Last time we got together, man, we had the great Michael Tillery, the great Jason Clink Scales. Everybody fell through. We had a conversation about the passing of Hank Aaron last year. Um, you know, then and we put a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna definitely. Yeah, I was gonna hit. I was gonna hit lead off with a uh, hit cleanup. I mean, with Howard yeah, Brown. Oh, okay, okay. I was, I was like, he, he just left him off. He, he got it. He got it. But you know, then we had just an amazing cameo that came through from the great, great Howard Bryan, who made time for us actually right before he went on air on ESPN to talk about the same thing. So you can catch that episode on the archives. We'll drop that again here soon just to bring that back up so you can see what, what went down with that. But, um, you know, hey, like we did before, man, we're going to keep this thing. We're going to definitely get into the numbers, definitely get into sports, definitely get into the topics that are around it. But we're going to do it our style, man. So, you know, it's going to be uh, the topics that are around the field, not necessarily just the ones that's on it, but we'll make it all make sense here up front and um you know sometimes the world just throws you a gift and just gives you something that you're just like oh well this is perfect for us for what we got here so um let's get into it man i'm just gonna throw it out there the world's buzzing about it is it, we're in the middle of the great resignation and it made its way to the nfl <laughs> antonio brown man i knew them and this happened you lost your mind i text you the info <laughs> for it real quick and you just lost your mind i just saw you go crazy on the internet afterwards. So I, I haven't even talked to you about this yet. What's what's the word, man? What's the deal so with, at, with Antonio? First, I thought it was hilarious. Like I was like, oh, this is funny. Like this is this is this is primetime hilarious scenario content. Then I started getting mad at at everybody trying to cape for him. That's what <laughs> I, I'm not even I mean Antonio Brown, he's a sucker dude. I don't like him. He's he's the and, and shout out to the just posted just posted their show uh, by the time you everybody sees this. I mean I, I called him uh, he's that type of dude. And you know that type of dude. He's the worst type of dude. He's a dude that will get the booth 
and everything. And just because he ain't got no C save by the time he get there, even though he got there three hours late, that he want to try to make everybody else pay for the booth now. And say, well, I'm just, uh, I ain't got no seat. You know what? Arab, y'all pay for it then. Since y'all ain't want to save me no seat, y'all pay for it. Hey, can I ask you some parallels here, though? Because immediately yeah. I saw that, and I had Kanye VMA vibes that went on. Like, what are the is, – is it fair to say – I can't even say he's the Kanye West of football because he's no longer a football player. Don't right. get that to it. We'll talk about, we'll talk about that in a second. But is, uh, what, what's, the, what's the parallels between A.B. for you and Kanye? There, uh, it's a lot of them. Um, the main thing is the people that support both of them, those are probably the, probably the biggest things in common. Okay. That they both support just ridiculous behavior just because – I mean, we so, support brothers all day, but – I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't mess around with with the, with the chicanery. So what is what's the parallels between somebody who's an Antonio Brown defender right now and a Kanye West supporter? Like, what are some other things that you could see them being aligned with in the world? Um, I'm. I'm almost. I, I have a feeling. Funny feeling. Antonio Brown will be supporting Trump for some reason. I've been thinking that for a long time. I could just feel him being like. But then he messed with my taxes. So I could just feel him saying that. See, but here's the thing. All right, I'm going to toss this back at you. I don't think Antonio's in it just for the money because he literally walked off the field and left a million dollars on it. Like no, no, when no, no, he... no, no, no. I think that whole thing about him winning it for the money is different because he, he left that bag open on the table with Oakland, right? So, exactly. He's shown repeatedly that it's not about the cash for him. Re repeatedly. It, I don't know what it's about exactly, <laughs> exactly. but it's not about the cash. Here's my thing with Antonio Brown. When I look at some other people, like, I can think back through history. Look at Terrell Owens. You know, he stayed close to the controversy at times. Randy Moss for a little while stayed yeah. close to the controversy. Uh, Chad Johnson slash Ocho Cinco. I mean, you know, the, the list goes on and on. There's the sliding scale, then there's Aaron Hernandez way at the other side of the scale. <laughs> That's like... That's like going into the Chris Benoit zone. And I'm oh, not no, no, saying there's that. There's some other offerings you're missing. Kellen Winslow Jr. Well, uh, yeah, 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 sure. So, I mean, this, I, I want to actually get to this. I want to place him properly in his place in OC NFL pass catching history here. Mm -hmm. So, I'm throwing a couple names to you here. I want to make sure that we get him in the right place and we can talk about the situation as we go along. Mm -hmm. So, let's lay out what happened here. So, first and foremost, Tony Brown just takes off. His jersey takes off his pads, throws his stuff in the in the stands, and then runs out the field. Now, there's been a number of different things that have been said about Antonio and why this happened. There's some people that said this happened because he was injured, and I think that this was via Ian Rappaport at the NFL Network. So, I mean, that's that's real sourcing right there. Say so he didn't feel like his ankle was healthy. They were Bruce Arians and the team there was telling him to get back in the game, and he refused to do it. Mike Evans tried to talk to him, couldn't connect with him. Antonio took off, quit his job, quit his job. Didn't quit his job on his off day, quit his job literally while he was at work on national TV. Which is amazing. Um, That's the funny, amazing thing is that aspect of it. <laughs> so it's so, amazing. So is this the greatest quit of all time? Is this the greatest example of somebody quitting their job in real time we've ever seen? Oh, for sure. For sure. This is going to go in a lexicon when they do like 2020 over again, like uh, the decade of – 2020, this is up there. And we only been two years into this decade. I don't even know what's going to happen on the back end. But I can tell you that this moment will be it's, in those moments. It, it, it happened on January 2nd? Like, that's a hell of a way to start the year off. Um, and I, and, oh, and another plug. I know the boys over at We Coming For You got a uh, got a fresh award coming oh, off of this yeah. situation, too. But, <laughs> not um, the but God the, in them award. 
Yeah, they're saying that this might have to be the Intercontinental Championship next to the on Gardner Award, maybe. We'll see. But uh, anyway, back to the facts of the situation. Um, you know, so said that, you know, but Antonio, when he left, he actually had close to a million dollars, like right at a million dollars worth of incentives that were out there for catches, for uh, potentially for touchdowns or a number of different things that went into it. He walks off the field and forsakes all of those things. Now, here's my issue, and we'll get to ranking him in a second. We're going to talk about the people, because I know you got something you got to say to people about their reaction to this. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of people right away that jumped up. Oh, man, see, they was trying to make him do something that he wasn't comfortable with. You know, they didn't want him to get to them bonuses so that they didn't have to pay him. First of all, first of all, you wrong as hell if you think that that's the situation that we're in, because this man would have had them bonuses a month ago if he wouldn't have been running out here with the fake Vaxi card. It was like five catches and like one touchdown. Here's the thing. If Antonio hey, 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 before you go even further, with the fake Vax card thing, before you even go further, how yeah. do you have that much money and can't get a good fake Vax card? Like, you're supposed to have the plug. Like, I mean, if you got money like that, I'm like getting the – I might even actually go to the vaccination place and be like, yo, just sign off my card. I'll give you $1,000. And literally go to the vaccination place and literally just have them actually do it. So then let's double down on that. Why get the fake Vax card when you went ahead and got vaccinated anyway? <laughs> what, what's happening here? <laughs> I got a deeper. Will soon part. I got a deeper conspiracy about that on the other side of this, though. So here's the here's the here's the specifics about what he walked away from. Eight more catches for three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars. Fifty five more yards for three hundred and thirty three thousand dollars. One more touchdown for $333,000. Meanwhile, you're playing against the worst pass defense in the I NFL. You got Tom Brady, who was in the middle of a comeback. They were down 14 when this happened, and who ended up bringing them back because that's what he does. And then, I mean, you literally had all of these targets that were right there. So anybody that's buying into that, oh, they didn't want him to get there, the Bucks set them targets way too low. Because here's the reality about it. In the games that he played, he was the third most targeted wide receiver in the NFL this year. Brady threw to nobody more frequently than he did to Antonio Brown when he was active and when he was on the field. So that don't check out, man. But no, and you getting he's getting that. Hold on, he's getting he's getting that kind of volume on a team with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who's been out for two weeks already with a season-ending injury and already had a thousand yards. And Rob Gronkowski. I mean, Brady is at is over five thousand yards. That was enough to go around for everybody. Eight catches, 55 yards, and one touchdown. It's like one half for what he was looking at right there. And when did Leonard Fournette go out? Uh, about two weeks ago. They all went out the same game. So they went out in that, they went out in that loss to New Orleans two weeks ago. And he's getting passed out the backfield, too. So I'm just saying, you're, you're talking, I'm just talking about the breadth of the amount of people that he's throwing to. The love was there, man. Tom Brady was throwing out passes like Nino Brown was throwing turkeys out in the community, man. Like, that was, that was Tom Brady. That's been Tom Brady all year. He's been out here doing it. But, um... Yeah, that's crazy, man. But it's not about that. It's not about them not wanting to pay him because if they did that. And, but even if it was, yo, Antonio Brown got them incentives and got them, them things into his contract because he's Antonio. So Fournette's out. Yeah. So, I mean, they lost Fournette and Godwin and lost even Mike Evans for a week all at the same time. So Antonio was back to being the man. Right. So, I mean, them, those incentives was going to get hit. He was going to get there. But here's the thing. He's the third most targeted receiver in the NFL, like, period. Like, it's there. Like, I think it's Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams are the only ones that get more balls than him when he's out there. 
So I don't want to hear about no Antonio Brown freeze out uh, complaints. That ain't what was happening here. This man froze himself out of his own head. And then we're probably freezing out there in New York once he took all that stuff off. I know when that when that crazy running through, you can feel a little warm, but that wasn't what happened here. Oh, I mean, I guess is this the um is the mouse in the palace? Mouse in the palace is bigger than this, right? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, this wasn't like a it was a spectacle, but it wasn't a it ain't gonna get a 30 for 30. Right. <laughs> or a whole documentary on it, right? Yeah, no, that ain't happening. I'm just I mean, wondering because I just wonder if when Antonio got back, did he do what they, they said? Um, uh, Middle World Peace. Did he's like, uh, is is everybody all right? Did he say something like that when he got in the back? There, everybody like, oh yeah, with Jamal O'Neal lost his mind about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh I no, mean, he said, is... you think we gonna get suspended? That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and then the police walked in, like y'all ain't y'all getting more than suspended. Which, which, by the way, I'm glad you bring that up. I still don't know. Jermaine O'Neal might be the only brother that ever stood up and said, I ain't going nowhere with y'all. And the police walked out in the history of time. I do want to know. I do want to know what happened in the back after Antonio got there. Like, I seen the picture of him standing out on the street uh, trying to get a car. Because, I mean, you can't ride back with the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, that's not a thing. Like, what do you do after that? I think he didn't even think about it till he got out there. It's like one of the things where you like, I'm just gonna leave, and then you realize you didn't uh, ride, you, your ride is inside the club, and then you like, dang. <laughs> so, I, I had a homeboy who hosts a show on this network, who I'm not gonna name, who got so angry at the club one time he walked home. He walked home from downtown to U City. <laughs> and was for it, my people was it, was in St. Louis. And for my people in St. Louis that don't know what that's about, you got to walk like down like the length of two highways to get back. And he got so angry, he just walked home from from Club 7 to, I'm sorry, from Exo, from Exo to U-City. Walked. Did he, um, did, was, it this, was it cold weather time or was it summer? I, yeah, it was like the fall. It, was, it wasn't the summer. Like he was that hot. So I think that there's a place you could go to where you get this fired up and this is your reaction. You just don't see it too often. I'm going to ask you a question about Antonio. Um, what do you think? Do you think I, I heard a thing recently that some people don't have an inner monologue? Like they just, they're not thinking, they're not hearing themselves in their own head. Is Antonio Brown somebody that doesn't have an inner monologue or somebody that has one that's just all over the place? I think he has one that told him to do that. His inner monologue is like, you know, to be dope. <laughs> so we're going to show them today. So, He's got like the he got two devils on his shoulder. Like they said, right. like one is hyping the other one up, and then yep. he in the middle. Like I'm yep. gonna show both of y'all. Yep. Yep. Because right, there's so. no way you take literally he just sat there because he just when he started talking to Mike Evans and then he just start taking off his stuff. That means he was thinking about it for a minute. Mike just stopped the uh what was gonna happen previously. So all right, man. So I, I know we want to talk about putting him where he's at amongst the the eccentric wide receivers. Now I'm gonna say that this is way on the outside of the uh of the Kellen Winslow of the oh yeah 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 that's a whole that's over there that's over there Ray Carruth Aaron Hernandez you know we'll leave it outside he ain't getting no crimes he ain't did no crimes yeah he's not on but would you be surprised if he ended up well he has that sexual them two sexual assault allegations so that part we we got some things that he just settled that April of last year so I've also been real confused about how he was playing with that, but Deshaun Watson ain't suited up this year. I, I've been real confused about the consistency of how these punishments is being doled out right now. 
I think I'm going to say it this way. I think that AB is somewhere beyond T.O., but not quite at that. Um, is he beyond Michael Irvin? Michael Irvin's underneath T.O. Yeah, yeah. Michael Irvin is like doing cocaine. And that's all he liked to do. Like, he right. didn't hurt nobody, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was. AB a- is. AB is also beyond Chad Ochocinco, who is just, uh, he's just going to mm-hmm. get spicy about it. Um, AB is definitely beyond him whose name we don't say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we don't involve him involved in this. Yep. Colts Colt wide receiver number yep. 88. Um, I don't know. He's kind of like on his own. Because that Colts wide receiver 88, he really didn't do nothing. Like, he. It, 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 oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> roster player number 88. I didn't mean to put him on a put him on a team. That's my fault. That's my bad. Um go. yeah, I don't know. I, I, y'all, if y'all checking this out, reach out and let us know if we're missing something. Like he's not obviously he's not at that Ray Caruth uh uh zone. I feel like he's on his own little island. Like he's got 20 yards on each side of him. That there's nobody else quite like where he's at all time. Yeah, Antonio Brown is in a is in a is an interesting weird place. And if you look at his whole career He's been a a-hole the majority of his career. Starting back, how the, the the idea of like this is keep in mind, people. This is before you know. I mean, he's he's like very very beginning of like well, look because when it rivals and like all those scout rankings start like what like late to early two thousands. Yeah, somewhere in there. I, I can remember. <clears> so keep in mind, this before you could, before people kids was really getting like tape tapes on kids. How did you leave Florida and go to Central Michigan? <laughs> Out of necessity. Yeah, that, there you go. That's exactly, exactly. Now, now you get where I'm going with this. So yeah, you can start from there. I don't even know the story, but I know if you got out of Florida and Central Michigan recruited, got you, you passed a lot of off-ramps before you got to Michigan. And this yeah, before coaches could do the tapes on you and be recruiting you all. It wasn't as much nationwide recruiting in his time period. Yeah, we gon' we gon' we gon' It was like, only maybe what like, ten colleges probably that was doing nationwide recruiting at that time. At least paying for it, sure. Yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, I don't know. You so, um, Florida State, Florida, Miami. So uh, you had a take though that I want to give you some room here to get into as well. Um, you said, you know, I believe that you said this on uh, on Facebook. You said, you know, a lot of people are talking about this. We got to put this out here because people are going to say we're being insensitive and people are going to talk about CTE and they're going to talk about all of that stuff. Do I think that something is maybe not completely connecting with Antonio Brown? Sure. Something happened. That, that, that perfect hit back in the day happened and that changed the sport that changed Antonio that, 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 that shook everything up. However, you had to take saying that, hey, maybe it's not mental illness. Maybe he's just an asshole, basically. Yeah, exactly. No, that's what basically that's what I'm saying. Because if you so, look at his track record, even at Central Michigan, he was getting into problems and issues, you know, the whole nine of what he's what, what, what of his character. Then he goes into the league. How do you fight with another black man that looks like Omar Epps? Like, let, let's talk about that. It's not like he was sitting there up under Belichick. He's under Omar Epps. Big Omar. And he wanted you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. He would look, <laughs> one of the only black, like, what, is, he, is he probably the longest tenure black coach of all time at this point? Yeah, I would think so. I would think so, yeah. Art Shell, yeah. maybe? Is he longer than Art Shell? I mean, in one place. Uh, Yeah, probably. He's probably one of the longest tenured coaches ever in one yeah. place. I don't think right. Dungey didn't hang around Indy or Tampa that long. Right. So, He's got pedigree enough to be like, you know what? I, I, you one of the top five receivers. 
but I'm good. I'm just gonna work with uh who was the dude that they was uh peddling to be his replacement uh with the double name. Uh, I don't even know if he's even in the league anymore. Emmanuel um, Sanders? No, 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 no. When he was popping in, it was another receiver that they were trying to push and saying like he was gonna be AB's replacement. He's no, not I even. In, I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. But it, I get them all mixed up because the Steelers have had so many receivers. Like they'll have like seven dudes who are gonna be starters on their team all at one time. Like. Yeah, somebody, no one of the listeners doesn't know, like, Smith Penny, it was something like that. Uh, but Smith, he had a double. Juju Smith-Schuster? That's it. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's just on the IR. He's playing this year. Right, he's but, I said, but that was the replacement. Remember, he was he was looking over. He's like, I got Juju. I'm just going to go ahead and run with him. Oh, I'd rather Juju have you out, out that rookie. Juju bought out that rookie year, too. Yeah, so he knew that I could let you go. And it's like, all right, I'm good on you. And then he goes to Oakland. Did he didn't even play it down for Oakland. Yeah, no, nah, that Oakland thing was wild. I mean, he played, what, two weeks in New England after that, and then things just continued to get spicy. Like, over there's a no... helmet. He lost bread over the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, maybe this is why Maybe this is why AB has his own island, because he's taken so many elements of other people's OC-ness. But that's like, what I'm saying. Every one, of, every one of the other problematic receivers, he's got all of them. He's the Thanos of the, of the problematic wide receivers. Well, he don't have a body yet. That's the only reason he can't be Thanos. And would you be surprised if, if the next month we find out he's got one? What, how surprised would you be from one to ten? I, I just, I, I at this point he's gone. Here's, here's what, here's where AB is. He's got. got a sexual assault. He's only need one. He's only got one more left. Here's what AB has got for me, and I'm gonna say this before we turn the page on to our next topic. He has done the impossible, which has gotten close to the Mike Tyson zone, where the Mike Tyson zone is is when. You say Mike Tyson did something crazy, like Mike Tyson was uh, playing chess with a rhinoceros, and you'd be like, I could see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he's gotten close to the Mike Tyson zone where you can say anything, and you'd be like, yeah, all right, all right, I can see that. I can see that. And then um, last thing before we even flip the page, Antonio Brown's getting the wrong support from people. Like, hey, man, you got CT, give him a chance. Let him be contrite enough to be like, yo, I'm going to get uh, help with my problems or someone like that, where he's like, yo, like he's actually doing, maybe don't care. He's, he, the dude dropped the mixtape that night. Oh, we got to talk about, I'm sorry. <laughs> we almost turned the page too soon. Yeah. And he was at the Brooklyn Nets game. Just yeah, if you don't know about this, since I was going to ask you what you thought was next for AB at this point, because it's definitely not the NFL. What if him and Kyrie um, do a mixtape together? Well, I think Kyrie's actually got a job, though, so he don't have as much time with that. We'll talk about that in a few. But, um, but yeah, he dropped a mixtape that night called Pit to the Palace. That's a crazy man that does that. That's a crazy man. I mean, and, and, I, don't even, and I, don't like, I know crazy is not the word anymore. I'm talking about the old school word for crazy. Not like saying, like, you're doing something abnormal. This is crazy, man. This is like, and he's from Florida. So it's like a Florida, it's Florida man. If anybody else did this, if you saw high school coach in Florida uh, takes, off, takes off shirt, no, or high school kid takes off jersey and shirt and, and pads and throws it into the thing, you'd be like, Florida. So that's the part that's been overlooked by everybody. Is, is that he's a Florida man. <laughs> All of these things make sense individually if you say unnamed, non-famous Florida man. You'd be like, if you saw these headlines and saw that this happened somewhere, you'd be like, he from Florida. And yep. you would be right nine out of ten times. Yep. Nine out of Florida ten man. times. I don't know what's next for him, man. I'm, I'm putting some odds on Dancing with the Stars. If he hasn't done that yet, might be in the mix. Um, Does he play again, though? Not in the NFL. Hell no. You can't do that. 
You can't, one thing you can't do is what he did. He went, he went over and above. You don't get, you got to be as good as him to get the three extra chances that he got. But then you do that and you embarrass. Nah, ain't nobody. Nobody wants it. Is nobody, he playing the nobody XFL that's coming up? Um, can they pay him enough to do what he does? Because here's the thing. You don't care about, about money. We know that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I don't think he cares about playing football either. <laughs> so if you're not going to care about playing football, you're not going to play in the lower league. This uh, And he really thinks his rap career is really going to pop off, too. That's the thing. Maybe that's what he really wants to do. And maybe that's the thing of, like, man, I really want to rap, so let me just go do this. I think he going to get, like, some crazy-ass kitchen appliance, like a I I got like, I don't know like a like a like a bubble gum grill or something. You'd be like, what the <laughs> hell do you need a bubble gum grill for? Like like he's a, the Antonio Brown bubble gum grill. Let me like, all right, cool. Like whatever, does man. Antonio Brown have friends? Like is he type sure, of dude that yeah, have Tom whatever. Brady is his friend? You see what Tom Brady had to say? Tom Brady the only one that Tom Brady came with the peace and blessings uh, comment afterwards. I hope we can all rally behind him so he can get get the get the support and the help that 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 he needs. But he's talking about help. AB don't think he need no help. Yeah, you can't help somebody that don't want to be helped. And that's the truth. That's the ugly truth. No matter how you put this together, no matter what the outcome is or what it is, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. And I'm just saying that he didn't really, as much as, you know, Watson, and we, we can flip after this, he does still need to answer for them sexual assault situations. You know what I mean? Like AB or Deshaun? AB. Deshaun oh, Watson, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if he's going to be in the league anymore, so we don't even know. I got no answers about Deshaun. I, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Uh, speaking of not being in the league anymore, turning the pages, last night was a really weird night for me because, first of all, they had the, the Steelers played the Browns with the Browns having been eliminated from the playoffs on Sunday. Um, and then with the Bengals win, I believe the Bengals win, um, which was insane. The Bengals win also eliminated me from my fantasy football <laughs> championship. Jamar Chase outscored 75% of my team. Because Kansas City apparently forgot that you have to defend wide receivers. But we won't worry about that. Nobody wants to hear about my fantasy team. But one thing that was weird is, is that I think we've got an infatuation, especially in sports, with farewell moments now. With everybody, even after the most OC moments, taking out ads and newspapers saying thank you to the fans and all of this type of stuff. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if Antonio Brown did that. He did. You know what? He did thank the Buccaneers in an Instagram in an Instagram post after that. And I was just like, and it was the, one of the weirdest thanks of all time. But anyway, enough about Antonio. We had a farewell last game in Pittsburgh for Ben Roethlisberger, um, Antonio Brown's former former quarterback, of course. And by the way, I really need a special about that locker room with Roethlisberger in it, <laughs> with, uh, with, with A.B. in it, with Le'Veon Bell in it, like the Pouncey brothers, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the yeah, they was wilding. You had, you had James Harrison in that locker room for a little bit. You had, uh, you had Ryan Shazier that was there. Like, now, there was that, 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 that area was, was real clean when James Harrison was there. It didn't really get off the Richter until he retired. There's a lot happening. That's a hell of a locker room, but I'm getting away from my point. They had a farewell. It was Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Heinz Field. Um, not because he was necessarily ready to walk off, because it felt like he was just that eventually he had to come to terms with the fact that I don't need to be doing this no more because I can't run and I can't throw. And that makes it really hard to play quarterback in the NFL. But all this to do came up after last week when Ben Roethlisberger said that it's most likely going to be his last home game this Monday. And in a what for the most part was just a pretty ugly game 
between the Steelers and the Browns that the Steelers ended up coming out winning on the other side. There was this real big emotional moment at the end of the game for Ben Roethlisberger, who had just basically survived a, uh, a typical Baker Mayfield awful outing. Um, but so they kind of had a win that was kind of handed to them by just Baker being terrible and then Roethlisberger doing just enough. I think he threw for 123 yards and a touchdown in this dramatic moment that they had. But um, at the end of the game, man, they had like all the fans were cheering for him. He came back out on the field to kind of shake hands and go around the stadium, which is really stupid to do these days. You know, I don't know if y'all heard about COVID and all of that, but probably don't want to be getting probably don't want to be getting in people's faces and shaking hands while the Omarion's out here popping out, but whatever, you know, we're at the point where even the CDC has said, y'all do what y'all want to do. Um, But then they had this moment where he comes back out on the field and is, you know, getting saluted by the fans and his family comes out, kids and wife and all of that. And they had this really heartfelt moment where they follow him down the, the tunnel and they had the camera on him. And I'm sitting here looking at this whole thing. And I'm like, Man, ain't this two-time bathroom rapist Ben Roethlisberger we doing this for? Serial bathroom rapist. <laughs> like, everybody gets a... Oh, so this didn't happen. Or we just decided that it's... We don't care no more? I, I Talk to me about this, man. Like I, I think him getting that... Ma- that whatever, that, I mean, that sh- I don't know. I wouldn't... I don't know his marriage to say that. It just felt like it was a sham of a marriage that you getting popped for two or three rape charges. All of a sudden, you just pop up married six months later. Um, with a couple with the, with the kids and everything. Yeah, yeah, you, you and with a whole life. family in six months. Like you was married with three kids. Like, damn, how you how do you know how you how's that humanly possible? You have three kids in six months and a wife. So you feel like they might have put that family on him? Like you got them right. They now. was like, look here, who you dating right now that you haven't raped? No. Um <laughs> Do we need to say allegedly or did he get actually convicted for this? No, all this is allegedly he cut a check. Allegedly. So alleged rapes. I'm sorry. Alleged like, rapes, isn't yeah. this alleged who have you allegedly raped? Rape? Who haven't you allegedly raped you dating, Ben? Oh, Tammy. So, that's who you're married. So here's the thing. Here's my thing. Deshaun, let, let's talk about let's talk about double standards here real quick. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson can't even come in the stadium and play, even though he's not suspended and he's not on the commissioner's exempt list. But we get to have a 50,000 person celebration for Ben Roethlisberger? I don't know, man. Tell me if I'm wrong. This sounds yeah, like that's a double it's, standard. that double standard seems like it's getting real. Only thing is that Deshaun got like 30 on him. Uh, ben, I, ben, Ben, wish he could have had 30. Ben, Ben. Well, got- I mean, he's got some civil charges, no criminal, nothing like that, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, if we can have these celebration tours and parades for Ben Roethlisberger, but Deshaun Watson can't even come in the park to suit And up. you got to remember, people forget this is time too. That I'm here to make sure fresh. that you don't. Don't forget that Ben Roethlisberger was involved <laughs> in two rape allegations. It's three, technically. Up. It's technically three. Three, I'm sorry. No, three, <laughs> I'm sorry. Not getting rub downs and not being in- inappropriate. Physical rape. And we had a thanks for everything you've done. We love you, Big Ben. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame and all that's going to happen. And we're going to do all this to act like it's all on the level. I got an issue with it. I got an issue with it. I can't, I can't possibly get behind feeling some way about that. Like that's uh, something that I'm supposed to feel an emotional farewell moment about for him. Yeah. If you, and when you Google um, Ben Roethlisberger uh, and I put in RA, it don't even come up with rape. It, I have to type it in fully to get, to get Google to uh, give me the rape stuff. Oh, wow. I somebody, think that's, I think <laughs> that's that's been did a whole, that. 
That's Google's oh. half-assed attempt at uh, censoring itself. Yeah. Okay, so he's twice, and then once one of them was thrown out. So two and a half. Sorry. And we're celebrating them. Farewell, yeah. Big Ben. Farewell. We loved you. Thanks for all you did. I mean, and and it is kind of um, it's some Antonio. Maybe we just need to make a whole term Antonio Brown ish, like in general. Like, but even if I was Ben, if I got them charges on me, I don't even. It's like. Having the feds on you, like don't even do nothing for me. Just let me, well, just let me leave. I don't even want, because I don't want them to bring it back up. Because that's what you do if you Google it now. Dead Spin's got an article. Uh, SI's got an article. I don't even do just, just. I need don't do it for me. Don't even do it for me. I don't even want that heat. Because some people didn't even know about these. Now they know. Yeah, you. like this because you put my name back in the streets. Like, you how know? do you throw that jersey on? Like you a Steelers fan, you throw that jersey on and like you rocking it around. And there was a time in the culture when his name was Rapeless Burger. There was a time in the culture when that's what people was calling them. And like, it wasn't even a secret. No. Dude, they, did you watch the game? I guess Monday Night Football crew said his sexual assault allegations were, it was just his immaturity. Yes, I do remember that. Thank you for bringing that up, though, because I forgot. Oh, my about God. That. I didn't even hear it. Oh, my. So, break this down. Like, what saw they, what so was like, the it? Was, it was like one of those things with people, you know, when they're always trying to spin a story and they're trying to say things about that. Like, they literally, Broke it down like it was this type of thing where you just got to get some maybe like, ah, kids he was a kid. Kids. He's, he's grown up a lot since then. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> they put red dots on people's houses because they don't want you to forget that people did things. If you look up Ben Robinsberger's house on the map, probably not going to be a sexual offender thing that's on there. But we're supposed to accept it and celebrate this great career. Not in my house. Yeah. Not in my house. I can't do it. And matter of fact. The Pittsburgh Steelers now need to get a black quarterback to make up for that. And that black quarterback needs to be Deshaun Watson. Because apparently, y'all don't have an issue <laughs> with these allegations. Apparently, you don't care. So oh, that might be the working show title. <laughs> if you're going to be friendly about allegations, at least give a brother a chance. Just saying. I'm just saying. Hell of a quarterback room they got there. I just want to put that out there. There's no celebrating. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not forgetting over here in the SOLC-verse. Oh, no, 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 no. I was waiting for a moment like this for years. But when this is about the first word, would go back in. I will not forget. It ain't happening. All right, man. So speaking of things that we forgot also, well, we didn't forget, but apparently somebody forgot. Daniel Snyder has forgot for two years now that his football team requires a name. That most... Teams. I mean, he's got the feds names. on him. No, he's got. I mean, he does has the feds on him right now. He's, the black kid's kind of hot. He decided that he was going to stretch it out even further just to make a mockery of it and say we haven't made a decision yet. We need. Okay, at first I was like, all right, you're going to take the name of a team down. That's fine. You need a year for marketing and all that stuff. That's cool. You'll figure it out. The Cleveland ex Indians came up with the name pretty quickly, and now they're the Guardians. That quick, figured it out. It's a terrible name. The logo looks like the type of name when you create a team on a video game. Yes, it is. Put a letter on a hat. Like, it's awful. They look dumb as hell, and people are probably going to call them the Indians. It's like the Alaska Pipeliners. Like, uh, like some team you just (laughs) book. It's dumb as hell. It's dumb as hell. It's like when you had them team jerseys in the East Bay, and everybody just bought them same jerseys the entire time. Like, that's what the Indians, I'm sorry, the Guardians. See, it happened to me. The Guardians did here. But the Washington football team, has decided that we're not going to do anything at all. We're just going to continue to call it the most literal, yes, what are you? We are a football team. 
The only thing they missed out on is we're the Washington professional football team. <laughs> That's the only thing they could have. Like, they could have called it sporting football team. Like, make it sound like a, a, a damn soccer team. The, uh, the, uh, football, uh, football, uh, Washington football club. <laughs> right, the Washington football club. So, but anyway, they announced earlier today that February 2nd, they will be coming forward with the new name of their team. And now, I just, just since you said February 2nd, it got my antennas up now. It's, it's you already know where we at in February. That, yeah, this is, Dan, right. Dan, don't do this, Dan. Don't do this. I'm surprised he didn't say we're gonna announce it on February 30th, the way that he moved. <laughs> but anyway, because of it, I, I, I wanted to put forward some ideas. I maybe they've already made their mind up. They already threw out a couple things that people thought they could be. They said it's not that, it's not that. I can't remember. It was something like red wolves or red tails or something. They need to stay the hell away from red anything, first of all. And no, no, no. This is why it's coming out black history. That red tail is looking real crystal clear for February 6th. Because he could have said January 31st, March 3rd, but he chose February. It's going to be red tails. Is That's before the Super Bowl? Before the Super Bowl and Black History Month. You think Dan it's, Snyder is not looking for a way to get out of I'm, this jam? I am 100% sure Dan Snyder has no idea when Black History Month is. 1,000% sure. His marketing team does, though. Well, he had to hire some black people. That's why. But that's what I'm we'll saying. And they like, I wonder if he even gave them email addresses. But well, I don't know. Whatever. They might be using Gmails at work. But um, <laughs> this can stay I mean, the grid. <laughs> we know good and damn well that, that, that the Washington football team doesn't has very lax email policies. So we don't know what's going on in them emails. So I don't know. But. And I don't think we ever will, but that's a no. whole nother conversation. So I'm going to put forward uh, some recommendations that I had here based on the information I've got back. I believe that the name of a team, eh, if it can at all, should be somewhat associated with that team, with that era, like something that has to do with it. Especially if you have an opportunity to name it here in modern times, because a lot of teams have inherited names that came from the 1800s and the, you know, hell is ago. It doesn't even make any sense anymore. Like the Red Sox or the White Sox, like it doesn't even make sense anymore. But you got a chance here. So for me, the first name that I want to put forward is the Washington Filibusters because they've been holding they sell, they've been holding up this decision for so long. They didn't put as much politics in it as they possibly can, and they've tried to do everything they can to get in the way of actually having to make a decision. I'm going to say they should be the Washington Filibusters, and they should have some old man standing on a podium be the, be the logo with his finger reading with some with some readers on down over this thing, reading <laughs> a, a, a letter. I know you had some thoughts. I got one more. I know you yeah, had some I mean, thoughts. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, a part of me was like, since it, it just hit me now that it's going to be Red Tails in Black History Month. And it's just, he, he, he's, he's got, because he's so jammed up with these emails. I wanted to be a new owner, preferably a black owner. I, as DC does feel it needs a black owner. It needs to be Jeff Bezos, who's also who who is also matinee as Pitbull in his free time now. It could, yeah, no, no, no. It could, or, or let's get it, Dave Stewart from here. Some somebody has to. No, a, we ain't taking nobody with money from St. Louis. That's the last straw of us ever having a chance to get a team back in St. Louis. You, you stay the hell away no, from him. Hold on, our billionaires can't even leave to go kick off. No, hell no. Nah. I wish somebody from St. I wish something else from St. Louis would leave to do something better somewhere else. Can't come back home with me if you do that. You got to go hang out with Ben Roethlisberger. I think this should be should wait for a new owner for a new team. I think the new owner should get the designated new team name because I don't think Dan's going to own this team in less than two years. 
Them emails are going to leak, and it's going to be a lot of niggas up in there. It's going to be a lot of cunts. It's going to be a lot of bad language about our LBGTQIA brothers and sisters. You can't say them two words. This is a reputable program, man. This isn't the regular scenario. You can't say them No, 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 but I'm just saying, this is what's going to be in them emails. And you know it. That's why you're laughing. Because you know. It's going to be ugly. We keep it real around this. And think about the jam up of like, I'm on my Gmail account. But I'm emailing you, and now my name is brought up in this because I'm I got my regular Gmail name on mine. I think the NFL was tired of writing checks. That's why they just decided to obscure the rest of the emails coming out. But somebody's uh, going to leak them. Somebody they got a, they they already wrote a big check to St. Louis. We'll talk about that in a second. And they also about to write a big check to to uh, John Gruden and maybe even Urban Meyer. So we're gonna see how that. They want to write out. a big check to uh, Louise, and, and uh, that's the secretary over there at uh, uh, the Washington football team. Let them fire Louise before, uh, and they'll let her get a full pension. So Let's give me what, what names. What give me some names, man? Daniel Snyder is not going nowhere. You name the team. Give me yeah. some names. I know you had some ideas here. What, what do you got? Uh, I mean, I wanted it to be. I mean, I was thinking about the Obamas. No, you, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Do you really want for them to make a cartoon? Character of Barack Obama and put it on a helmet. It's not trustworthy. No, it's not trustworthy. But it, yeah, you and so on the side of the helmet putting, too. Yeah, you putting kerosene on the Civil War that's getting ready to kick off. And 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 a lot of people coming in blackface to the stadium, look trying to look like Obama in in general. Uh, you would be asking for, it. but it'd be great on a general principle level if, if they could do something like that. Or um, I was thinking about the DC. Um, uh, um, Oh man, I'm I'm forgetting my boy's name now. Uh, Rafe, the Rafael Edmondses. Oh no. And then you just have you, you just have a cocaine brick on the side yeah. of the helmet. <laughs> See, I was thinking about the emails and thinking about them trying to clean all that stuff up, but I was gonna say call them the Washington Watergates. Ooh. Like they trying to get all the emails out before the league found out about it and before everything got jammed up. <laughs> The, the, the Washington oh, Watergates would also and the Watergate Hotel is in DC was in DC as well. Yeah, so like you got a paper shredder on the side of the helmet, and they they trying to put a whole computer, <laughs> they trying to put a whole laptop into the into and, the, and, uh, and it's a man's hands just just dumping it in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a like a dude with like a trench coat on and like a private eye hat, just like putting a whole thing in. So, there. Okay, okay. So what is the so is the mascot just come out with the um. With the with with the with the with the with the, with the shredder machine and a computer and rolling around and just kind of yeah, like stuff in there. Yeah, like 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 he's just every game he's just shredding stuff up in there. He's running around with like a shredder. Fans oh, and then the fans can it. bring in stuff they need to be shredded. Like you know, a shredded day at work where they be like, if hey, you're a fan of that team, shredded, bring it down to the third floor. <laughs> if you're a fan of that team, by this point you're just putting your own head into the shredder. Like they're just they're just getting people out of there every week. So I think it's gonna um, be the Red Tails, though, to be honest. So, I don't know, man. Um, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, I, I'm I'm fascinated to see. It's going to be overwhelming. There's never been any time where a team has gotten a new name where I was just like, "Oh, that's dope!" Like it never happens. Remember when the Sonics became the Thunder and everybody was like, "What the hell? What? It's a sound. They named them after a sound. Like it, it's and, and it's orange and blue." Do you like the Seattle Kraken? Uh, I don't know hockey. I don't. I, hockey's got thirty-seven teams. I think they're right, and, and they got random teams. names too. Yeah, I. I mean, the the hockey has gotten rid of some of the dopest names that they that they had. Like they they Nordiques and the Thrashers and 
all sorts of names they don't even use no more. Like, I don't know. I think they last two teams have been what? The Blue I always Jackets thought Atlanta Magic. missed a chance in calling themselves the Atlanta Magic. That would have been it. Magic City. And it could have been a small little thing that only you know if you we know. trade. We, you're proposing like a franchise trade, like the Orlando Hawks for the Atlanta Magic? Yep. All right. Okay. Okay. All right, man. So uh, speaking, of, speaking of that, man, let's move into our next thing here, man. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is uh, switch back over to the gridiron. Well, stay on the gridiron, but uh, go to the, to, the, uh, to the amateur, the amateur ranks of it in college football. College football national championship coming up here. Uh, rematch. A lot of people upset. Uh, SEC uh, championship is going to be the national championship as well here, uh, you know, but it, it, it is what it is. That's how it works out sometimes. But we're also about to enter the first true year of college football free agency. And it is going to be nuts with the, with the NIL being in place and also with the transfer portal being everything like this. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw half of teams enter the transfer portal every year now. Like, I don't think that you, I don't think I've ever felt less confidence about somebody um, committing to your school than I do now because if they have one bad year, they're like, I'm out. I'm in the portal. Or somebody hitting your DM, like, you know we're giving them a mill out top quarterbacks down here at Georgia. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but, I can't, but I can't talk to you unless you go into the transfer portal. <laughs> Before things are all said and done, I think you're going to have people play for three different major programs in one college career. Like, it's going to be crazy as hell. Oh, snap. Yeah, I can see that. I think it would be – it would behoove the NCAA to put up some walls and some regulations around this movement. Not to disallow the movement, but to at least put something in place with some consistency. We'll talk about that in a second. But what what brought this to mind is is that, you know, you had one of the breakout stars in college football this year, Caleb Williams at OU, that said he's hopping into the portal now right after – the previous quarterback, uh, Spencer Rattler, that he took over, hopped into the portal and took off. Now he's going to be at South Carolina next year. But, um, you know, obviously Lincoln Riley left for USC. He's the highest paid college football coach now at over $10 million a year, which is just a bag that he got for for kind of not doing anything that really negates <laughs> that, that, that says that. But whatever, you know, you get paid for where you go. And I always say, you're always uh, what somebody's willing to offer you. That's what you're worth. Yep. So, you know, he got it and that's where it's at. But now you got all sorts of different things happening. You got the, 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 the top, the five-star recruits that are changing their position. You got people that uh, you got a guy that was going to be a number one pick candidate in two years that left LSU um, and Max Johnson, who's going to Texas A&M all of a sudden, like one of the great, you got the brother college- going to Jackson state uh, that um, Dion got. Well, that, well, that's a that, well, that was a commitment out of high school. I'm talking about guys that are already in college okay. that are jumping across doing it. But you got all these different people that are moving and going to different programs and things like that. And I think that one of the gripes about college basketball in recent years has been that you don't know who's on the team. You got a lot of people that come in, they're one and dones. You don't know what goes on when they're gone. One of the things that college football had at least was is that you're able to identify with the roster somewhat because guys were there for three years because the NFL, you know, you needed to be three years away from your high school date, graduation date to be eligible for the NFL draft. And while that's still true, more people are moving around to different teams than ever before. I think that this is going to make college football extraordinarily hard to follow just from a fan perspective. If with the way that the transfer portal is set up now, what, what do you think? About yeah, no, it's going to be just every year. You just want to just be like, 
And this is this is where we need a college football, NCAA college football, if you can know what players on what team. Because that's the only way you would know. It's like, okay, who's on this squad now? Let me go look at the roster on this game. We don't oh, have that, that no gonna more. Get crazy. That game's going to get crazy as hell. It's going to be have like a free agency season like uh, like Madden. <laughs> where I, I, all right, I'm glad you said that. There's been li- very little that I've been more excited about than the return of NCAA football. That is literally – I'm not a college athlete. I want fairness for people, but let's be real. Whether college athletes get paid or not doesn't doesn't impact me. What impacts me, though, is them being able to have their license and have their name out there so that we could get college football back on PlayStation. <laughs> so that is incredibly important for me. But I think that now you're going to be recruiting people. You're going to have people that's in the NIL thing. Are you going to have to manage boosters on the game now so that you can get the most <laughs> – NIL money on there? Like, are you going to have companies that are part of the game? Are you going to have a scandal where you get caught up with with another chick at a bar kissing? Oh, I've been waiting on scandals and for PEDs to hit video games for a long time. And they don't, and they don't do it. I don't like it. I got, I get MLB to show every year and I want for somebody to get suspended 60 games for PED usage. It's realistic. (laughs) And you got to figure it out. And you got to figure it out as a manager. COVID needs to be an illness on the games now where you lose guys to 10 days or five days or whatever the rule is now. Something's got to change. But college football is going to get crazy as hell when you have guys like Caleb Williams, who's going to be on the short list for the Heisman next year, who you're sitting there, you're like, all right, Oklahoma's got a guy now. They've got, they're going to be ready to go. You know, you got a new coach coming in. They got a guy that's going to be there to drive the program forward. And then he's just gone. So if you're an OU fan right now, look at what you look at the L's you've taken. Spencer Rattler got outplayed. He's gone, you know, but, he, but now you had your, your five-star recruit. I can't remember his name who left to go with Lincoln Riley. That's happened before when you've had guys. That oh, got, no, they had, oh, you had a couple of recruits leave and go to USC. But, but, but I'm just talking about just a quarterback slot right yeah. there. So you had, you had this pipeline set up of three guys right there that gave you great options. Now you have none of them. Now I'm sure Oklahoma, listen, <laughs> I'm not going to cry for Oklahoma. Oklahoma will be fine. I'm not associated with the Big 12 in any way, shape, or form anymore. You still are. I can imagine that people that are Iowa State fans are not going to be like, oh, man, I feel sorry for, for Oklahoma. Not at all. But I do look at it and I say that, man, that's, that's a destabilizing situation for how you understand college football. And it's going to get really confusing because guys are going to still be playing college football, but they're going to be all over the place. It's going to be really hard. To and and you got to think about OU, and, and this is like the worst time for destabilization with them moving to another conference in a couple of years, too. Like, this is the worst. Yeah. Now, if it was like five years ago, but okay, they can get back right and, you know, figure out. But you're moving to a new conference, and you basically don't even have a quarterback next year or anybody for the future right now. But they'll be fine because they owe you. But still, yeah, be you may be an 8-4 season next year. You know what I mean? It's going to be tough and it's going to be different. But I mean, it's like college football is now in an open relationship with itself, basically. You know, it's speed dating all the time. People are just all over the place. They don't know how to make make sense of it. So it's like, what does this mean? I don't know. We're going to have to relearn this sport. And it's going to be hard to keep up with. And basketball, it took a while. We got there. You know, we understand that some guys are in the G League. G League still doesn't draw a lot of eyes like you know, like you weren't sitting around watching Jalen Green last year, the few times he came on ESPN2 or Jonathan Kaminga. You're still more popular in high school. But now guys are reclassifying all the time. They're going to college early. You're losing them. I think that the monetization of the amateur ranks is overdue, but it's all coming really quick, and it's going to make for a really It's like they hard... let it happen. It's, it's like it got clogged up for so long that yeah. it's like they tried to open it. It was like the, the water just rushed through the dam. Yeah, and there was no like like 
no way of like stopping it. And I, not people trying to put up pebbles. It's like, no, we coming through. So what do you think it's going to look like in five years? Do you think that it's going to be a thing where you got people that are moving around all the time? Do you think that you'll get to a point where you have people that are kind of forming super teams or that, you know, more people? Oh, I didn't even think about that of like, a, like let's let's like, take a guy my, for example. You know, my like if you sitting there in the dorms uh, uh, at Georgia, let's just pick this and dogs. They're a big program, and y'all like, man, we need a receiver. You know, my boy over there, in Texas, uh, Jalen. Uh, you know, what I'm saying I don't even know if you want to leave. You want me to call him and see, like, if he'd be interested in coming here. <laughs> and then what they do is that they get on the phone with their NIL guy and say, "Listen, man, I talked to Jalen. He just need this because this is what he's making over there. What can we do?" And hey, then, you know what? There's gonna be have to be there's gonna be whole new departments just for NIL at universities. Like it's gonna be ten people be in the department. It's gonna be a wild thing, man. <laughs> I think that the combination of the NIL, because here's the thing: it's not just because of the NIL deals; it's also because of the transfer portal and about the NCAA taking down the movement rules. Because like if you had just one or the other, I don't think it would be as big of a thing. But to have both of these things happen at one time. It's gonna blow the walls off of off of how you understand movement. I mean, you even got guys like Quinn Ewers, who was the high school quarterback who left high school early to go to Ohio State, barely played, barely suited up there, and then left to go to Texas for another new deal before he's even become a full time starter. <laughs> that shit is crazy. Like I don't even know. Like it's hard to even keep up with what the hell is happening now. Like and I don't it's, know. It's, it's funnier. Because all these kids, they don't know what they just kind of rolling with it. So it's, I guess it just opens it up, and, it, and of course, it'll be a lot more predatory or uh, people involved potentially with it. But I mean, it's the I mean, because you got to think about it. you. Could, you, in theory, you could be like, all right, ain't nobody recruiting me. I'm gonna go to Central Michigan for two years, transfer to, let's say, Michigan State, ball out there. I'll be a grad transfer. Use my third one and then go to Texas or to Florida or to Alabama for my last one right before if I don't get if I don't get any draft looks while I'm in Michigan State for that last year. Listen, and, and you had three schools, is, like you said, you could be at three schools because you're a grad transfer then. You easily could. You easily could. So, like my thing about it is, is that I am not in any way, shape, or form saying that I'm against guys getting paid, against guys getting what they're earning and things like that. I just really got some questions about if the NCAA really thought through what type of floodgates you had with opening up both sides of that dam at one time, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out. Um, and another thing, of, even, even Matt, have you thought about this? Do you think this is going to affect the junior college ranks? Like JUCOs, like where you're like, I, what, what's, where sometimes before people would be like, okay, I didn't get into Texas. So I'm going to go to a JUCO to try to get my way back up, you know, to get some more visibility. Or now when they just go to a lower Division one school, like I'm just gonna go to Western Kentucky and use that as a JUCO and be on TV at least. Well, here's the bigger question I'll say for you is, is that you know, obviously right now Jackson State is all the rage. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as far as you just mentioned, you know, they were able to get the young guy that came over that committed to them that kind of turned the world upside down going there. You know, Dion's obviously been doing a great job recruiting and things like that. You know, one criticism I've had about it is, is that this has been great for Jackson State, but I don't think it's great for HBCU football as a whole because that's not impacting across the board. There's one Jackson State. You don't see this happening everywhere. It isn't like all these other things have become powerhouse programs. You know, where can that NIL business and where can some of that movement, how can that potentially positively and negatively impact trying to grow the HBCU game too? Because obviously when you got a drawn card 
at your school like Dion and, and he has the connections he has and the things he can do there. Obviously he can do a lot for that program, but how are we going to be able to mobilize the dollars to get behind athletes that want to attend, you know, maybe a McNeese state or, a, you know, a Tennessee state or. A yeah, and we can't get behind the name, name recognition with it too. Cause I could see HB just going out, just hiring any black coach that had a name in the NFL. I mean, not saying that Eddie George of Tennessee state is because Eddie George at Tennessee state now, but I'm just saying, now is Fanville State gonna go out and, and hire uh, Antonio Brown now as a receivers coach and then try to <laughs> and try to get NIL? I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying an NIL deal off of like, okay, well we have a name coach. Kids don't want to go there, and then that's not how it works. Especially if you're not able to develop the kids, and kids will learn that like, oh, they ain't developing nobody yet in North Carolina and I'm not gonna go there regardless how much they got in the bag. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that whole thing happened. And what I don't want to have start happening is, is that for say, for example, you know, you get one big booster that can afford a couple guys to go play at HBCU. You know, they get there, they get a few dollars and then they just jump back over to Florida State or Notre Dame Ooh, or something on and the just other do, side. And basically do it the back and use the HBCUs yeah. as a JUCO, basically. Yeah, you go. Exactly. You go down there, you go crazy at HBCU playing against a level of talent that, you know, quite honestly, honestly, you might be greater than if you're you know, an elite level five-star recruit playing against guys who are probably closer to two stars, three stars and things like that. And then you use that to get your notoriety up. You get paid, you get a good deal. And then you jump to a bigger hey, program. Hey, actually own something here. Are people going to use ACUs as the new JUCO? Because even the academic standards in the FCS school period is going to be lower and you don't even have to go to a JUCO. Because the reason people go to a JUCO is because they don't want to lose eligibility wise and be able to transfer directly. They can do that now by going to a FCS school and not even just an HBCU, but maybe using that portal of like, oh, I can go play for Dion for two and then go to using Florida it State. As a, using it as a springboard, man. So there's a lot that's going to come of this. Um, or do coaches this, start what, leaning into that, Matt? Well, there's a coach at North like Carolina now, Central say, I'm going to get you over to North Carolina if you come here and ball out for me for three years. Well, I mean, it's not like that hasn't happened in, in college sports to the pros. What's up, John Calipari? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it happens. Yep. I think we're going to see a lot of different versions of how college sports are run, and I think it's going to really take a uh, take a, a turn for some things that maybe we weren't ready for. Um, all right, I'm going to turn this back over to something that I know is near and dear to your heart and your situation here. Um, have you ever heard of Tristan Thompson? Man, yo, shout out to Tristan Thompson, man. He's not even that good of a player, but keeps his name out there. I mean, all right. So there's been a lot of people who First have of all, I'm not uh, – number one, he's an idiot for sending anything with any monetary amount to a woman and anything with pregnancy. Wait, 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 wait. You're jumping ahead. You're jumping oh, ahead. We you, 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 you give people background. Okay. We got to introduce the situation. No, I want you to give that background. <laughs> You're going to give a fantastic background. Anyway, there's been a lot of people who have, who have escaped the jam, if you will, in their time. People, there's been a lot of people who have, who have faced the jam and who have had to maneuver their way out of it, even if they didn't totally get away from it. We just Shout ended up forgetting Wayne about it. Beautifully. Word to, word to Ben Roethlisberger again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't like the illegal uh, finesse. Like, Dwayne Wade didn't do anything to hurt nobody. He finessed his way back into his, uh, his situation well from his bank. That's fair. That's fair. That's a different thing. That's, I think that's a more apt comparison. Yeah. Um, but for the last better part of the last month, Tristan Thompson spent his time denying that he had anything to do with this young lady. You like, might as well call that woman out her name. <laughs> right. <laughs> Making her look bad in the media. So what is the young lady's name that that, that popped up? Oh, what, what's her on. name? The, the, um, it's uh let me see. Cause Marmalee Nichols. Mar Mar Marley Nichols. 
Marley, Marley Nichols, something Marley, like that. Marley, Marley Nichols. Uh, probably Marley. It's probably Marley Nichols. Who he who he had indicated was a personal trainer and that, you know, had some that, but had come forward and say that Tristan had fathered a child with him, right? And Tristan immediately, oh no, not me. I wasn't involved in it. I didn't do anything. Made her look crazy, talk bad about her, you know, talk down on her and everything like that. And all in the name of trying to save face, because he still got a little connection to that Chloe Kardashian situation. Um, who is his, who also, he has a child with also, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And, <clears throat> and he also however, has a child with another young lady that he knew from University of Texas that he broke up with to get with Car- uh, Chloe. So, exactly. So, he out here and, and living his life uh, to the fullest, maybe? It's like a, it's like a half full box. He's trying to, he trying to live it to his fullest, but he can't quite get it there all the way. Um, but then yesterday he comes out and finally has to own up. Because, because, and he made a statement on Instagram, which, first of all, <laughs> like it's a like it's a press release. <laughs> he, first of all, let me tell you something: don't write your own press releases ever. There's a whole industry around that can help you out with that. Don't write your own press releases. Don't do this. Don't write out major information in an Instagram story. That's not the way to go about doing it. However, what the message says is that today. Paternity test results reveal that I I fathered a child with Marley Nichols. I take full responsibility for my actions. Now that paternity has been established, I look forward to amicably raising our son. Time out. First of all, there ain't going to be nothing amicable about how heavy she come after your pockets and how she could also come after you for defamation now. Oh, no, it's limitless amount of money she's going to be able to pull out. She, she had to come up of the young year yesterday with that one. I think Tristan's still pulling down about 13 and a half a year. Yeah. She go and and and, and they gonna and they gonna get that little money, that sacramental money he got. Cause he was he's gonna try to pull the I'm a retired thing, because that was his whole thing, right? I'm I'm retiring. So I don't want them to adjust my money from the original check. I want it to go off my retirement check. That's not yeah. how this happens, play. Don't they take look at the your full bank account. Don't take the dodge like that. That ain't going to work. And then um, the, the idea that, and even more, adding more context to it, he offered her 70 grand to m- make this go away. To, you know, and he's not the first to try to uh, do that. He, and he won't be the last. Um, no, no. Because no. yesterday we also, speaking of settlements hitting the streets, you know the old girl had the settlement with Prince Andrew dropped yesterday too. That he offered her 500K to keep his name out the streets. <laughs> But but I can see Prince Andrew actually making a formal offer, not over text message saying that nobody going nobody gonna believe you need to take my 70k going off on you. When you make your when you make your settlement offer again, probably through a DM, uh, there's a whole different issue. <laughs> like there's there's a whole different issue like that. There, but he's again, an idiot, people, though. He's an idiot. There are people that handle these things for people. Also, you keep can't... in mind this ain't Tristan Thompson, the one that got jammed up in public at the Soho house, a place where everybody goes to. With uh, with another, with two other different chicks, at different times, and got yeah. jammed up with the uh, the Will Smith and them friend Jordan Woods. That was another jam up at a house party with tons of people. Isn't she with OBJ now? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, she it, that sounds like that'd sense. be about right though. Like, yeah, I mean, it would that, make like sense. it would make sense. Like, I don't. That makes um, sense. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that. Let me read the rest of this message for you, so that you can <laughs> so that you can decipher the rest of this for people. So the second paragraph goes on to say, I sincerely apologize to everyone I've hurt or disappointed throughout this ordeal, both publicly and privately. And then after that, things got real bad. The first message is bad enough. But when you went to the third one, 
this was a text message that shouldn't you shouldn't have put out in the public. You're trying to do a swing, a public uh, public opinion swing, and it didn't work. Chloe, you don't deserve this. <laughs> you don't deserve the heartache and humiliation I have caused you. You don't deserve the way I've treated you over the years. My actions certainly have not lined up with the way that I view you. I have the utmost respect and love for you, regardless of what you may think. <laughs> Again, I am so incredibly sorry. Hey, all right, I'm gonna give this to you in, in, in 10 seconds. I just gotta say this. Go ahead. I think everybody's been privy to some sucker-ass apologies in their life. <laughs> might have even given a few in your time. Yeah. However, yeah. that might be first ballot Hall of Fame sucker-ass apology of all time right there. On an Instagram post? And not even on my ain't on my main page in a story. So that means that what if I didn't see it? Here's the thing. You know when you put that out, it's gonna get back to her. What that tells me is a couple of things. It tells me that A, it reminds me a lot of what they got Trump in in, in front of Congress for right now. And they're looking at his kids trying to ask other people to communicate with him because they can't get straight through to him. Yeah. That tells me that she ain't taking your calls and that you're trying to take to the streets and put public pressure on her to receive your message, which is a second layer of sucker ass messaging right there too. Yeah, if it, and if you look at it even higher up on a level, he doesn't listen to anybody. He just does whatever. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody, and, and you see that, you know, LeBron likes certain people and he kind of keeps them around them. You know, even if you're not a former team, you kind of kind of get in that, you know, that, that LeBron bubble. Nobody be caping film or hanging with nobody's like, yo, I'm gonna go hang with Tristan. No, man. He's outside. He's outside on the look in, man. I think here's my thing, man. The brothers from Canada, and I think that American lifestyle hits you a little bit different when you come when you're coming from a place outside for it. Now, either you can uh, you can adapt to it and really get your niche in it, like Dirk did. Even Dirk caught a little jam there for a second. Shout but out Dirk to Dirk for the most St. Louis who jammed him up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I you St. Louis is also the, 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 the side chick special yep. city of America, the capital <laughs> of the side chick special and the baby mama special, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, but, you know, you got to either get in where you fit in or get out of the Dodge at all. And Tristan, you need to get the hell out of California as soon as possible. It might be time to return back to the motherland, brother. I don't know. What oh, you said go to up. Toronto for your last season. I, I think that just go there and just stay there. Like, I, if, if you can get back into Canada right now, just go there and stay there, man. Take these, take the COVID policies and just say you're here to dedicate your life to a new path, kind of like Shine did. Oh, and go Jewish. Yeah, become something different. Because what you're doing right now, this ain't a good look for you, bro. All right, man, before we get out of here, man, one last thing, man. I got to bring up one of your favorite people and one of the guys that you supported the hardest throughout the years. So I want to give you an opportunity to speak to this. Um, Kyrie Irving is back. <laughs> Um, and came back with COVID. <laughs> the whole reason that people wanted you to stay away in the first place, the first day back, you got suspended for. I, I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't Kyrie. Know. Like, like the state of New York said, you can't come to work because you're not going to get vaccinated. Your decision, whatever, dog. I've made it yep. really clear about the inconsistencies in Kyrie Irving's messaging. I'm not going back down that path again. You can go to the episode before last scenario for that for that uh, clip. But to do it and then to come back to work dirty, oh, man. 
that's like getting suspended for PEDs and then coming back and peeing dirty again. Like, dog, you just did it again. Like, how's this work? I don't even know. How many know times do you think Kyrie, how many times do you think Kyrie has had the jam over the last year? Oh, it's about getting jammed by a woman? No, the COVID jam. How many times do you think that that while he's been out here freeballing, he didn't got caught up? Uh, you think he's I, broke? I think I, th- I could see Kyrie actually trying to take it serious and not like being out there in the streets and thinking really? he's gonna sit on it. Like, like I I'm I'm making a stand and I'm not gonna get sick. I'm not gonna do anything for I can prove to people that I can do this. I'm wondering if that's okay. So that sounds like a or principle. or he's on a white boat, a whole bunch of white women. It's either extreme. It's nowhere in the middle. Well, you know, one one of those things definitely happened. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, I think Lamar Jackson has had it like three times. I think now at this point, I just wonder if that's the if the over under is two and a half times for Kyrie has actually had it in the past. He just ain't told nobody. He just hasn't put it out there. But Kyrie's back, man. He's back on Wednesday night. Um, you know that. I believe this is probably dropping, so he'll be back today yep. uh, on the same night. Um, and he's going to be playing at the Indiana Pacers. The only place he'll be able to play is on the road and in certain states. Um, so he'll never be able to play at home, which for me makes me wonder, should the Nets get down to a five seed so that they don't have home court advantage so they can play Kyrie <laughs> in more games in the playoffs? Hey, I didn't even think about that strategy. Like we, That means every series will be, we'll be uh, on the road. Like he's not gonna play. Like say if they if they're like a one or a two seed or something like that, he'll never play game one or two in the series, and will never play a decisive game in the series either if it goes seven. Oh damn! So he's essentially coming back as a part-time lover. Yeah. <laughs> and if they play the Knicks, he'll never play in the series at all. Oh, that's and uh, it's got it's some other place I think on the East Coast too. Is DC yeah, on that too? Places. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly. Because Bradley Bill had to get the jab, so I mean. Yeah, I think he was playing at home this year, though. So I don't think that there was an issue. There. Okay. I think he finally just went ahead and made it happen because I think he was also on the two-and-a-half COVID infection list as well. And he was just but, like, let um, me stop this. I don't know, man. I mean, I think the Nets made this move because they just had ran out of so many people that basically they were playing Kevin Durant every once in a while, James Harden, and the rest of the team was like a CYC team <laughs> or like a community youth club team. And it was just like, man, we got to do something. We don't got enough people. But Hey, man, what's Kyrie doing? See what he's doing. Yeah, man, let's just get him in, man. They said he's on some reservation somewhere. He's at a reservation. I've been hard on Kyrie because I think that what he's doing is ridiculous. Uh, But I ain't changing my opinion about that. But he seemed to be generally like, you know, like I didn't know it was going to be as hard as it was. This is a harder decision. So he's owning up to the fact that he made a tough decision and that it's been difficult to deal with with him. But at the same time, I still think there's an easy out, bro, for this. And I think that right now you're just trying to prove a point. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's, it's just when you caught up in army, like, you know, I'm just going to stand on this. Yeah, that's it. So, Kyrie. man, that's my thought. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my bottom of the ninth moment right there, man. We'll see Kyrie come back. You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to play on and off like that. Like, he's going to have to really make the most of his practices and stuff like that. <laughs> Does he go play in a CYC team during the off, the off times to, uh, I to think keep that yourself he okay? Should, I think I think he should play intramural basketball in Texas where everything goes um, in between times with that. He should be allowed so to play. Doesn't he have to stay and practice with them? He just basically picks up with them on the road to go practice. He should be allowed to play for a Western Conference team when the Nets aren't playing. Oh, so he's like the, uh, like a like a, a barnstormer where he just goes yes. around to random teams. <laughs> he should either that or be a Harlem Globetrotter, something like that. Like, oh, that would be kind of awesome. You know, let him keep doing that. I he's saw a clip of the Harlem Globetrotters. I saw a clip of Harlem Globetrotters the other day. I thought the Omarion variant really got them. One dude was standing on the rim, twerking against the shot clock 
other cats was just dancing on the court. I was confused. It's just man. not our glow trotters, man. It's just not our glow trotters. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, listen, we promised we'd get you one back, man. We're back here. We're doing it. Um, hey, again, get plugged in, man, with everything over on Facebook, SOLC Sports and Culture. That's the homepage for the show. That's the homepage for all of the everyday sports commentary that we're having. Good conversations. Shout out to the, we already got 100, over 100, almost close to 150 people in the, in the group mm-hmm. already. It's going to keep on growing, man. We loving the conversation there. Fall through, be a part of the conversation. D, tell them how to get connected with the show and how to. Yeah, yeah. So ba- hit us up anywhere. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, make sure you subscribe and uh, all that good stuff. Click the like button. If you want to check us out anywhere, it's SLC Network anywhere. You put it in on Google, you're going to find us on YouTube. You're going to find us on Spotify. You're going to find us on Stitcher. You're going to find us on anywhere you, Pandora, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast and that. We everywhere with it. Um, Click subscribe. Show yes, love for the show. Show love for all of the shows across the whole SOLC. Shout out to all the hosts. Yo, we coming back at you real soon with another episode. Scenario, uh, Scenario Sports is back in the building, baby. Peace.